host of The Other Side of Midnight. But uh, more importantly, one of the three people in the crosshairs of Curtis Sliwa this morning, he is the very talented Frank Morano. Frank, good morning, buddy. How are you? Uh, good morning, Sid. Honored to be on the show any day, but especially on Faith Hill's birthday. Thank you for having me. Are you a big fan of hers, too? Uh, you know, I do. I did like, uh, obviously, I'm a Met fan, so I was a fan of Tug McGraw. So I guess I'm I'm two steps removed from being a Faith Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that'll work for yeah. you. Um, exactly. So, Curtis, uh, before we get to all the news I want to discuss with you, there's a lot of it. Uh, Curtis was on this morning. And, um, you know, he's always he's always down on you. But you showed up at a rally a couple of weeks ago on Staten Island, and he's like, there's my guy, Murano, coming up big. And for about a week, he loved you. But he told me that he gave you the responsibility, very akin to Kamala Harris, keeping an eye on the border, which he's done a terrible job. Curtis says he gave you a responsibility to hire a lawyer about these drones on Staten Island. He said, hey, I got it. That's in my wheelhouse. I've been complaining about this for years. And according to Curtis, much like Kamala Harris, you've done dick. What is your... Well, that's not true, actually. Uh, I have uh, a couple of calls on this today. But uh, the issue is, so Curtis wants a lawyer that's willing to do this for free, right? So um, I found so far one lawyer that's willing to do it for free. But Curtis and this lawyer have some history, and Curtis doesn't want to use this lawyer. Well, who is this lawyer? Um, You can't just say this lawyer. You have to, you must unveil his name. Uh, well, I, 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 in yeah, no, case he ends up, re- in case it. he ends up representing, just, just, uh, na- just say this. the lawyer. Uh, I don't want to. Because I don't I'm, I'm watching you. Though. Say the lawyer. Uh, no. All right, thank I'm you. For, gonna, thank I'm you for joining us. I'll see you in the morning. Uh, and and the other the uh, another attorney who's willing kidding. to do it wants to be paid. Right. So we have to raise <laughs> some money to pay him. So if my struggle has been Curtis finding the money, Curtis makes a lot of money here. If Curtis is willing to pay him, then we are all set. (laughs) How much does this guy want? Uh, he wants uh, but three to five thousand just to cover expenses. Three to five thousand? What kind of what kind of shakedown attorney is this? Well, I I mean, one of your mobbed up buddies, clearly one of your mobbed up shakedown (laughs) attorneys. But um, there are some other folks in the civil liberties community that have been helpful in trying to get us someone. But the problem is mm. that uh, there is a difference between using uh, a drones or using surveillance to spy on someone in private versus using any sort of surveillance in public areas. And the fact that these protests are and maybe Danielle, your your beautiful wife, a great legal, legal mind herself, can speak to this. But the fact that these protests are in public areas, it makes it a little bit less strong of a case than if they were spying on them in, in private areas. But I'm still working on this. I actually have another call with a retired judge on this this afternoon as well. So it sounds to me like Curtis is in the wrong here, that you actually no. have been putting in the time and trying to get this done, and you do agree with Curtis that these drones shouldn't be used. You haven't been able oh, to 100%. land somebody yet, but but it sounds to me like Curtis is being unfairly critical of you. Well, I'm not, I'm not bothered by Curtis's criticism, but uh, I think what Adams is doing is totally wrong in terms of these drones, not just with respect to the protests, but spying on people during their Labor Day barbecues who've done nothing wrong. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's taking uh, surveillance to a whole new level. I think it's way inappropriate. Uh, I am absolutely on the same page as Curtis, and I, I hope we are able to find an attorney that's willing to bring an injunction. If anybody's listening that is an attorney that wants to represent us for free on this, Email me, frank.morano at wabcradio.com. So the other day I was talking to uh, General Keene, Jack Keene, 
And he was making, as many others on this show have, Bill O'Reilly coming up later on this hour, Pete King almost on a weekly basis. He was making a very, very good argument why it is important for the United States to remain steadfast in their support and even financial support of the Ukrainians in this conflict against Russia. And I said to Jack, I said, you know what? You're starting to make me, you know, change my mind. And I got a text from you. This is 9.30 in the morning. I got a text from you that said, don't do it. Don't allow these people to change your mind. You're on the right side right now. You did say that, yes? I did, absolutely. I firmly believe that. And uh, what we are witnessing in Ukraine and the constant drumbeat of neocon pro-military industrial com- uh, complex propaganda in the United States is staggering. Even during the Cold War, there was at least more tolerance of opposition voices to the conventional narrative than what we're seeing now. Now that Tucker Carlson is off prime time, there is almost nobody in mainstream media that is offering a counter view to the Biden-McConnell-Bush foreign policy that seems to have enveloped uh, the United States with respect to Eastern Europe these days. What we're seeing in Europe right now is just a, it's just a, a travesty. For starters, um, the Ukrainians have lost somewhere between 400,000 and 500,000 people. The Russians may have lost as many as 45,000 people. These are real people who died now. And what the United States did here, I mean, look, you're in great shape, obviously, but even in your, in your, in your prime, you could not have fought Mike Tyson in your in his prime. And what we've done here is the equivalent of saying, all right, Sid, we're going to get you the best trainers. We're going to get you the best, uh, the best ring equipment and you can beat Mike Tyson. When in actuality, anybody that put you in that position in Mike Tyson's prime knew you were going to get your teeth, your teeth kicked in. Right. That's what we've done here. Our aid to the Ukrainians has only prolonged this war and prolonged this destruction on both sides. What's worse about it is that a lot of this money has been pilfered. A lot of the hundred. Well, well, let me stop you. Let me stop you right there because this is an ongoing argument, and now I'm I'm, uh, I'm happy uh, I I maintained uh, my view all this time. It didn't switch uh, because now uh, you're, you're showing me that I I am right. Uh, but on this uh, money being pilfered, I have said that to Peter King time and time again. And Pete keeps telling me, no, 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 there's an oversight committee, there's somebody in Congress, there's somebody who's keeping an eye on the money. And I don't believe any of that to be true. I'm not sure Peter even believes that. Now, you're telling me there is no doubt you have proof that some of this money, if not a lot, has been stolen? Well, you don't have to go with my word for it. Let's look at what the Pentagon has said uh, so far. They have said through an inspector general's report that uh, dozens of rifles, thousands of rounds of ammunition and other military equipment donated to Ukraine just in the early months of this invasion were stolen last year. This is theft by crime groups and volunteer fighters. And um, that's just the beginning of this. Seymour Hirsch has reported, and he's been pretty on the money, not just with this stuff, but a lot of other stuff, that there might be $400 million embezzled uh, just by Zelensky and his cronies. That's $400 million. You have, um, you know, Zelensky's primary 
primary sponsor in the election and the guy who's guided his whole political career, this fellow Kamoiski, Kamoiski has made a bundle in terms of this aid and <laughs> uh, just got indicted for corruption uh, a month or two ago. <laughs> so um, the fact that Zelensky just let go this very week, five or six of his own uh, deputy defense ministers tells you there's an ongoing corruption problem in Ukraine. Ukraine is a, a collection of oligarchs that is stealing whatever is not nailed down. And the <laughs> fact that we are sending billions that we have no ability to safeguard, to watch, to follow through, um, it, it, they are, they are stealing Absolutely everything that that we're going over there. There's billions that's unaccounted for, and it's not me saying this. Even the Pentagon has acknowledged this. Well, I'm saying you know what? Well, and and, you know, if you're saying it's even more of an authority than the Pentagon, (laughs) and it's not as if we have so much money under the good old American mattress that we can spare to send over there. Rand Paul made the point this week on the Senate, and he's exactly right. Think about what we're doing. We are, we don't have this money. We have $33 trillion worth of debt. We're racking up over a trillion dollars worth of debt every year. So where are we getting this money from? There's no magic pot of money. We are borrowing this money, much of it from China, to in order to send to Ukraine. So think of this whacked out scenario. Yep. Almost everybody acknowledges that China is one of our great, uh, if not our greatest foe on the international scene. And yet, Every dollar that we send to Ukraine, we're borrowing from China and getting even more in debt. Is this something that we want to do to get even more in debt to China just so that we can fund Ukraine? We've already sent $113 billion. Think about it, Sid. That is one-eighth of our entire defense budget. Yeah. We have sent the equivalent to Ukraine. And what? And for what? They, they're still losing. They're getting I mean, uh, losing. You, you know that last night, uh, in anticipation of Zelensky meeting Biden at the White House today, that uh, Putin uh, just once again went into Kiev and a bunch of these cities and, and just kicked major ass? Of course they're losing. 